back to the Hammering Away podcast. This is episode nine. I'm going to be your host as always. My name is Jack Coogan, joined by Mr. Joe before again. Hello. And it's Thursday, July 13th. Nothing is happening for us. Nothing, besides, good. nothing good is happening. Um, there's plenty happening. Rice is going to be gone tomorrow, apparently. I don't know if you saw that update. And also, this Italian guy wants out. He's really something, huh, this guy? Like, it never I, ends. You know, I, de- I defended him to the, you know, to the absolute limit this season while he's been out. You and I both agree on, you know, how we look at him as a player. But he's really not doing us any favors with all this talk. I I don't get why he did the interview that that's my whole thing i actually don't have that big of an issue with anything he said i don't the only issue i have with i think the whole situation is like why why did you do it mm-hmm. it's like and, but my biggest issue with the i told you about this it's the italian media they do this with all these players bro they the the literally the media just tries to unsettle them and bring them back to Syria because that well, he does no money because they didn't capitalize when they were great. Yeah, they're a bunch of hacks, those those Syria. Well, it's exactly. Syria and it's La Liga. Mm-hmm. Two loser leagues. They can't contend with the pristine coverage that we, the standard that we set here at Hammering Away, that's for sure. Yeah, but like, you know, it's like these two leagues, it's not like the Premier League was like, not to be, use a pun, but it's not like the Premier League was the Premier League when mm-hmm. the TV deal that caused this whole spiral into the Premier League basically being the Super League happened. Like, the Serie A, they had Champions League winners, they had Inter and AC Milan were both great, they had Juventus, all those players. I mean, Ronaldinho was playing over there. You know what? Like, like I get, like, I get all this, but at the end of the day, like, Skamaka did say this stuff. Like these words did leave his mouth, and he yeah. needs to be held accountable. You know, but like, like uh, but the thing is, but that's my thing is like, people act like, oh, like where's Moyes? Like hard now. It, he's gonna be held accountable behind closed doors. Like the people not think that this just isn't gonna come up. Yeah, I mean, you know, Moyes Moyes is gonna see this, and we know how you know how he deals with things. He's not too, he's not afraid to hold back against players publicly and I imagine privately as well. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine if anything, he's just learned to be nicer publicly. I doubt the behind the scenes stuff has changed that much with him. Yeah. I guess my my issue with with the interview is like well, first of all, the things that he said I feel like are normal things that players say when they're at like a, lo- a lesser club talking about a bigger club and and it doesn't re- and and they usually say it when they're performing well like Skamaka I think he's great but he really didn't do anything to warrant the way he's talking he's talking so big right now no yeah I mean he's always been confident in his abilities which I appreciate I also the thing about it and what Billy McKinley said one of our assistant coaches like kind of backs up how I believe. I don't think he was talking 
in a way where he's like trying to get a move. I think he's just we have to remember he's a 23, 24 year old kid just like we are. I mean, a kid is like really stretching it at this point. Been at work every day, but you know, like he's a young guy. And if he's speaking candidly, I guess I can't hate that much. But it's you know, if anything, it's a learning experience on how to deal with the press. I guess so, yeah. But if it was me, I'd be hammered for life. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would be, I'd be hammered for life too. But I think it's just mostly like they asked him about his because they didn't ask about. All right, let me rephrase. So when they asked him about like all the other rumors, he said, "Despite all the rumors, I'm happy here." That's what he mm-hmm. said. And then they specifically asked him about Roma. Which they know is his like childhood favorite team, and like he probably gave too honest of an answer. Mm-hmm. There are also some tidbits that I didn't really appreciate, like like him saying like the conference league title is mine. Maybe it was a bad translation. But I, think, I think it was a bad. I think I think it was a bad translation. It had to be right Cause, <laughs> because because know. no, I th- that's not how I took that at all. When I read that, I took it as like he felt as if like he was, deserved the medal. Yeah, he felt a part of it. Yeah, I I didn't think that he thought the trophy was his. That's definitely <laughs> not how I took that. He's like, yeah, you know, I scored I scored against uh, Anderlecht, Larnaca, and uh, whatever else the fuck he scored. I scored in the qualifier. Um, th- this is my trophy. <laughs> He's gonna uh, yeah, take I it didn't... home. He got honestly snubbed for t- a player of the tournament. You know. Those three goals were so influential. They're, yeah, it, it, well, well, when did the third come? Because he had two in qualifiers. It was it was Larnaca. Well, no, I named it was Larnaca and Relict. Well, that was the most recent one, obviously. Um, and he scored in Belgium. He must I mean, have so scored. You said Anderlecht, the qualifier, and he scored in both qualifiers. Oh, both so legs. So maybe that doesn't count. Because he had – it was three. Yeah, no, there's one more because he had three Premier League goals. And then he would have had five in Europe. He would have scored against – oh, it was uh, it was in Denmark against Silkborg. Mm, right. Remember? Yeah. It was a, wasn't that a Paquette assist? It was a Cornet assist. Really? Yeah, because uh, we won the ball back high. And he kind of just turned and shot it. It was um, not totally similar to the Leeds goal he scored, but like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. same idea. Yeah. Um, he's good, man. He's that. That's my biggest thing with him. Is like, it doesn't seem like he's desperate to get out. I think a lot of people took it as he's desperate to get out. I personally didn't take it that way. Um, obviously, I'm like pretty upset <laughs> that he even think- did the interview at all. I think just a lot of play, a lot of fans in this fan base are like so rare, like raring to jump on him for no reason. Well, I mean that's how it always is with expensive players who don't necessarily run a lot. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. It's, that's even how it is with expensive players who do do a little bit of running. I mean, Felipe Anderson statistically did running, at yeah. least the first the first year he did. I mean, Paqueta ran like a dog. For the first Yo, half that, that's part of his game. People that are ready to game. kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just think it's part of what comes with being a big money striker at this club is people 
as bad as they want you to succeed, they want you to fail more for whatever reason. It's, but he's very clearly a talented player. And that's the other thing is, like, he sounds confident. And I think he knows just as well as we know. And like I was saying before about Billy McKinley, he said he's not going anywhere. There's no, mm-hmm. in, there's no intention in the club to sell him. I don't think that there's any intention from Skamaka to really force his way out. And until I see Fabrizio tell me that uh, – what's the word he loves to use? He insists. Until he insists, I <laughs> think it's fine. Thing, yeah. Oh, and, and one more interesting part of the interview that we haven't talked about is that he was playing with a torn meniscus all season. Not all season. He was probably playing with it. I wonder when he tore it. Well, he said all season. Get the fuck out of here. He was is like, that what the translation is? I think so. And then it eventually reached a point where he couldn't do it anymore. And he kept like like missing time and then like trying to rehab it and then coming back and then eventually and then he finally like got the surgery. surgery yeah that would actually make more sense because i can't i can't like put a specific incident after the world cup to mind where he did it should have just got the surgery then yeah you you think i don't know i don't i don't, I don't know what the rationale was but that's that's what the that's what he said honestly doesn't matter to me he says he's gonna play well this year we'll see like, we could really use it because with Rice going, we need other guys to step up. We're going to have to become, like, a different team in a way. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we're going to have basically a completely new mid- midfield to start the season. Yeah, and so much of what we did and so much of the reasons why we were good can all be traced back to Rice as an individual player, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's time for, you know... It's really the three big money signings from last summer who are the main ones. Yeah, forget this. They have to there. make the team their own, and then obviously Zuma and Bowen will help. Well, I think Bowen is very much so at well, that three as any. Oh other. no, no, he 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 is a part of the three, but I think it's more like he also had a big imprint on why we were already good. Mm-hmm. So Where it's I think, up to like, them to step up. And... They're really the transitional players more than he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. It's going to be nice to have a full season of, like, you know, Paqueta being settled, Aguirre being healthy, and, and settled. Skamaka having a preseason. And a meniscus. And a meniscus. Apparently. Allegedly. It's I weird. Think... I, like... I can't imagine them letting him do that. Meniscus, you mean you know meniscuses are are tricky. Well, I guess, I guess what it, it could have a it could have been messy and they could have not really been able to tell. And I guess B like they could have just been like, well, you can't do any more damage. Yeah, they. they I think that that's a big thing. If he couldn't do any more damage, they'd be more willing to let him play. Because mm-hmm. because athletes, professional athletes play through a ton of pain because of torn meniscuses all the time. Yeah. And it's just it, it like more often than not it like, you know, visibly like impacts their performance, but like it's not going to hurt their like it's it's not going to make it worse. Mm-hmm. Which is probably what the what as you were saying, the risk that Skamaka took. And it would make sense why, you know, it would compute that he wasn't running and, you know, I don't think he's much of a runner anyways, to be fair. 
but I, th- I do think that more, I, like I've said this to you before, I think a full preseason, especially with Moyes, and like just like a full year of like understanding what's expected of him. And because Moyes, like I've said this a million times, Moyes talks so highly of Skamaka. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because he plays here. Like Moyes has never been shy to be honest about a player. And he wouldn't talk as highly about Skamaka as he does if he didn't believe it. So I think just after a full year, if we're either going to see the best of him or he's not going to be a West Ham player in 2024. Yeah, that's that's the truth of it. Like, there's no in-between where he's just okay. We haven't even seen him to a point, really, where he was, like, consistently able to do a full 90. Yeah, that's what's crazy, and I don't think that that's, like, just who he is. I just can't buy that. Yeah, and it's definitely not unrelated to the meniscus issue. Yeah, and I just, like, I just have a hard time believing that just, like, as a professional footballer, he can't get to a point. Especially with his physique. Like, it's not like he's an out-of-shape guy. Yeah, I mean, he looks, I mean, he looks incredible. Yeah, um, that's all I've heard. <laughs> um, but that's, like, kind of why I wish that we could have watched the Boreham Wood game. Like, we need to start streaming these preseason games. Because, yeah, like, in the highlights, he looked pretty sharp. Looks good. Yeah, he looked like a player who was just getting, like, his legs under him. But, you know, you saw the quality that he brings. Um, it, it it was definitely flashing, which was promising, even though it was against Boreham Wood. Like, I, I I'm excited to see where this goes. If he, you know, well, if, there was the clip. There's the clip that we posted with the flick to Fornals, which isn't really intended for him. Which is it fine. wasn't intended for him, but it was going to Coventry, and it was gonna be yeah. That it was gonna be like oh, a nice little flick, but then it turned it Fornals turned into something crazy. Dude, he, he looked like a player who's trying to earn that spot back, just to talk about Pablito for a second. He looks like somebody who wants to play more games this year. And he's got to know, they're, we're going to sign a left winger. Yeah, which is probably what's what's causing all this. I mean, he's always been a, a guy who's, you know, super competitive guy. Uh, it, it does not surprise me in the slightest that, you know, he's working yeah, hard he, to get back he to he's always going to respond this year. What it's going to turn into... It's gonna turn into Ben Rama as the backup ten. You think so? That's what more. I mean, we're not gonna spend money on a ten, are we? I mean, that'd be nuts. It, I mean, I, we're definitely not spending money on ten. That's for sure. But in those scenarios, might we play like downs or something in like a four three three? I'm I, thinking more of like rotating for cup games. Rotating mm-hmm. for like a game in like I don't know Belgium. Well, I still that I still think that'll probably be for now. I mean, it's like for now's been Rama. It's like switchable. I guess. But yeah, then there was the other clip against Bournemouth. I remember it was just like I don't even remember what the chance turned into. But it was like played down the line, and Skamaka like held the ball up and like played it off. I was telling you about this because a. I was saying I kind of forgot how good he is technically. Like, just, like, the ball is really attached to his foot. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, he looked faster. Not to judge everything off a five-second clip, but I don't remember him running like that. And maybe it's, it has something to do with, you know, the opposition being... like Yeah, not being game. athletic. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see him play, like, a full game. But, like, him having a bursting run like that is, is pretty foreign. Because it's he could just be... 
more free in his name. I'm, I want to watch the Spurs game. I mean, that's going to be on Tuesday. Watch that before work. It's like at 7. Um, yeah. I'm not watching this part of the game. I'm sorry. <laughs> not doing it. I'll be up. What time does it start? At 6 in the morning on Saturday, you're going to be up? Dude, it's West Ham. It is West Ham. I'm starving. Th- that's the one thing I keep thinking about this part of the game is like I'm I'm starving. It's it's been it, it feels like yesterday we watched the, the Well that's what's crazy about it. It was the Borum Wood game. I was not even ready to watch highlights the final just happened. Like yeah. still like pretty emotionally drained from that. Extremely hungover. And like now we have to watch a team without rice. Like it's it's pretty messed up. <laughs> it's it, it is brutal that it's like okay yeah you just had like the greatest moment in like your history watching sports. Now you get to watch this team get stripped of their best player. Yeah. Well, I you know, I'm the more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know, we're not gonna have a terrible midfield next year. Even it, like, I mean, it, it depends. It depends. It with, it. it it definitely depends. Provided that it's not James Ward-Prowse, you know, I'm still in denial that that's going to be an actual thing. Um, I think Zachariah is going to be awesome for us. I, but what I, if he gets hurt? Then, like, I'm it. not, I'm not trying to put bad vibes into the air, but like, I am also a big fan of Zachariah. But there's just no guarantees that he's going to be healthy. Well, if the if the if the rumored fee that came out today, thirteen million. Is, is what we get him for, then it's it's basically mm. a no-risk thing. I completely agree. He, he should be signed if it's 20. Oh, but, yeah. That's, that's that's about as... With injury... Without injuries, honestly, he'd probably be like a 40 million pound player. He was a 40 million pound player last summer. It was a loan to buy for 37 or something like that. Was it for Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah, um, so I would... I, yeah, I think that would actually be a fair... That would that would be I, a like he, he is also my number one target. I'm just saying like I think that we've all taken for granted just how automatic Rice is mm-hmm. from availability, the consistency and performances and everything like that. Like I think as good as as much as we all think we know, I don't think any of us really know. Like we're well, all in for a rude awakening of what a human being playing central midfield looks like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he just didn't make sense. Like, he played played every single game for... And he played every single game years, basically. well. Yeah. I can name on one hand. Like, we, we can go through this right now. I can name, name on one hand three times I walked away. Like, not three. Like, less than five times I walked away from a game and I was Bryce just played like shit. It was Brighton at home this year. Um... You the fir- I I know I missed this game because I was at a wedding. The first uh, half, but, of Newcastle. the first half of Newcastle, away twenty one twenty two. And you and you know, um, not to cut you cut, cut your train of thought, but we really have only ever won one time where we played where we won in spite of a bad rice performance and that was the conference Fiorentina shit so that's three i forgot about that so the conference final three so Fiorentina Brighton Brighton twice this season yeah he's so fake <laughs> dude three of them were this year how crazy is that 
And he was still unbelievable, not even to take away from him. I mean, yeah, he was still the best mid center mid, like defensive midfielder in, in the league. England. Yeah. Um. Remember when we lost two 0 to Arsenal at the Emirates? Yes. Was, that was probably our worst performance of, I guess, two seasons ago. Now was he good that day? That was this was opening day of twenty one. No, 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 no. This was December of twenty one, twenty two. December of 21-22. We were like fourth. They were fifth. If we beat them, we say top four. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they beat us. Um, they handled us. I was, like, I was like in finals at that point. I think that I wasn't too checked in for that game. I was distraught that day. I like actually blocked that out of my mind. I was so mad. Because that was so unlike that team. They just didn't come to play. But I'm, I'm not going to say he played bad that day because I can't remember. I'm sure he played bad. He stinks. And then there was uh the um the mistake he made against Arsenal when he was a little baby. Right. That was my Moses very first very in. first impression of him. That was your first West Ham season. I always forget that. Yeah, that was no, that was that was the first I've ever heard of Declan Rice. You were like, "There's this kid. He plays center back. He's like 16 or whatever. He's 18. And he's, he's 18. Awesome. Yeah, he's nice, he's dude. He's awesome. the best. He's Irish." <laughs> He's Irish. And then he's... He's Irish and he's a West Ham player. (laughs) Two lies. And he's good. Three lies. (laughs) Three lies. How many lies did Declan Rice tell us? Plenty. You see see that that post of him today where someone asked him about Arsenal? He said, I don't know. I did see that. But I assume they asked him... Like a week ago. I didn't take yeah. that as today. Even if he did, I don't give a shit, man. He's their player, whatever. We got yeah. shit to do. We have more yeah. pressing matters at hand. And we're not doing anything. We're bidding for James Ward-Prowse. <laughs> we're not doing anything good. We're bidding for Dennis Zachariah. That's good. That is good. I don't, I don't even know if I buy the Ward-Prowse bid, by the way. And even if we do bid... I think if they reject 25, we're going to be like, yeah, go get fucked. You know what I mean? We should. Well, if no, we but everything that, like, X has them. said and all the new, uh, all the reliable news that comes out is that we have major reservations about his age, wages, and fee. And the only thing that we like about him is that he's a leader. So it's like... Like, we're not... That, that deal is not going to happen. I, I can't imagine that deal happening well that like that way like the the fee concerns is around is probably around what they had him at and it was like 50 million or whatever from last season so i think that we want we like him at 20 and i think that they value him at 40 which is like get fucked i have no i have no idea what their basis is for that number at all no way they can afford his wages in the championship well, I guess with a lot of... They haven't stole anyone. There's no way that their squad, like... Like, Walcott's... I know Walcott's not playing there for free. Well, they're about to get $60 million from Lavia. Yeah, but they still, but the wage bill is still the wage bill. They have so much money. They have all that money now to allocate there. 
don't know, man. But, but like, they're still, still signing not, players. It's not like they're not signing players. They might be signing Flynn Downs. Yeah. <clears throat> so James, James Ware-Prowse is on 100K per week. Gorsuch, yeah, I mean, who they signed in fucking January and is 30 years old, is on 80K per week. Brutal business. Uh, he hasn't even played for them. Malin Isles is a free agent now. Theo Walcott's in 67K. And, like, I assume that, like, at least some of these guys have, like, relegation, like, clauses, which mm-hmm. lower their wages. But it's still, it's not a small wage bill. Walcott's on 70K per week. Joe Aribo's on 60. Yan Bregnerak's on 60. Ellen Nussi's on 60. Stuart Armstrong's on 60. That's Adam a Armstrong's on 55. Yeah, Adam Armstrong's on 55. Mac- McCarthy's 55. Che Adams, 50. Kaleda Carr, 50. Kyle Walker Peters fifty, yeah. Musa Gineppo, fifty, Belkacha at forty. Like every player that you can imagine that's relevant for them is on at least forty k per week or more. Would you besides Onawachu is on thirty k per week? Well, he's not relevant, so yeah, he's not. Um. So so would you would you take Ward Prowse at less than? Would you take him at like less than twenty? I'd swallow my pride a little bit, maybe. That's I'd have less. I'd have less bad things to say about it, but I would still just be like, "This is like the plan." Yeah, like I, 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 I would personally, I'd be a little, I'd be rubbed the wrong way if we sold arguably our best player of the Premier League era for 105 million and spent 30 or 35 million in his position to replace him. And I understand that, like. Zachariah is at good value, and that Ward Prowse at like fifteen to twenty is theoretically good value. But like you gotta, it's gotta be more than Zachariah and Ward Prowse. I'm not even convinced that those two work that well together. Ward Prowse is not a good player. That's my thing. Like he's just well, I I just think that for us as a team, we we've always like the reason that we've always one midfield battles when we win them is because we're just more physically dominant than the other team and like better athletically. And I know that with different players that can change, but I think part of it is just the way that Moyes operates and like how a Moyes team plays. And I don't think that Ward Prowse is going to bring that. I think Zachariah is going to bring that. Oh, for sure. I think Zachariah is going to bring a lot of what Onana would have brought. Yeah. Just at you know, with all the risks. He's a better ball carrier too. He's more polished with the rock. Yeah, I was watching. I was watching, you know, some footage of him playing for Chelsea, and it felt like he he was very secure with the ball, both like like in like handling it and like with his passing, mm-hmm. and it felt like he was taking less risks than he is capable of because he was playing with Jorginho. So he was like. I also just think player. that he's like. Not a risk taker with the ball, and that's okay. But I think I I'm saying that I think that he can be. I think I think that for a team like West Ham, where he is more like responsibility, he's not playing that next to like a a guy who's elite at progressing the ball with his passing, like per, like Jorginho. Um, like he can show a little bit of that for us. Like I think he I think he'll be he's showing. I think he'll be asked to do more with the ball, but. I also think that Zachariah and whoever this other midfielder are 
think a big part of their jobs is going to be like, hey, win that ball back and let Lucas Paqueta do what he does. Mm-hmm. But but then again, that's a lot of pressure for Paqueta. I don't think Moyes is shy of putting that much pressure on a player. No, that you're definitely right about that. Like we've we've seen that plenty of times over the years. I mean, and he's, it's gonna happen again. Like it's. Yeah. Who I mean, as the weeks have progressed, you have a new favorite for whoever's gonna be next to Zechariah. There's just no one that sticks out as like someone I think that we're gonna sign. Not even who you think we're gonna sign, just like who you. But think like, like, like if I could choose yeah. anybody, who would I choose? In in the universe of like people we could sign, probably someone between Lavia Alvarez and Fofana. Yeah, I mean Fofana's cooled down, unfortunately. And it's not even like other teams are stepping up their interests. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, every summer, he's starting to get one of those red flags where it's like, why does nobody want to buy him? But still, he's like French international. Like, that's a huge stamp in my He's head. good. No, no, no. He's I agree. He's a lot better than fucking Sangare. I, I do agree with that. I, I want Tyler Adams, man. Give me Tyler Adams. Oh, shit. No, I completely forgot. Yeah, Tyler Adams is the one. Adams and Zachariah, and I'm, I'm very happy. I do think that that leaves us a little small for a Moyes team. It, it does it though. Like Adams is physically small, but he's like a bulldog, you know. Like he's he's better on the ball than he's given. He's better on the ball than he's given credit for. I think oh, Zachariah is six two, bro. He's a small looking six two. No, dude, he's a tank. He has long ass legs. He does have long ass legs. I think, and I think the other thing about Zachariah and Adams, I think they complement each other really well. And also with Adams, Moyes allegedly, and us as a club, we want captains and stuff. Tyler Adams is the captain of his national team. Yeah, and he's a very good captain at that. Like, captain leads a bunch this year, too. He, I mean, he, if he was not captain by armband, he was definitely captain just, like, naturally, like, asserted himself as a leader on that team. And it showed when he went down. Yeah, and I was going to say, you, you've seen that form chart about what happened to them after he got hurt, right? It, it's insane. They were, like, 14th. And, and if you remember, the, the United States men's national team had that whole controversy, you know, surrounding Giorena and... Tyler Adams was like at the forefront of like making sure the team was in the right my headspace going into the World Cup, and I think they, they did well. Yeah, and they did really well. They they put it together despite their best player falling out with their manager. And like, you know what, Tyler Adams put in an audition against uh, England. Oh, for sure. I mean, he was awesome that game. He really. I like, forgot. Just, I think I think there's a stigma around him because. He landed at Leeds, but he's not a Leeds player. Like he's coming from, you know, the Red Bull Academy project. Yeah. And, you know, he had a lot of excitement around him. And then he went to Leeds because goddamn um, Jesse Marsh. Yeah. He's and, also like 
And I think I've come to realize this over the last six months or so, because even I got caught up in the stigma. He's so much better with the ball than he's giving credit for. And he's he's more, he's more than just this little bulldog running around breaking shit up. He's more than that. That that that's who that's that's who James Ward Prowse is. I mean, but Tyler Adams, like he Tyler is Adams like, is athletic too. Like he he can move, bro. He's athletic. He's like super smart. He's secure with the ball. He like understands like how to progress the ball without taking risks. Like playing. Who linked us with him today? Did anyone link us with him today? Yeah. We, no. 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 That that's why. Like when you said his name, I said I forgot because we were linked with him today. Oh, that was like, wasn't it? So wasn't it? Uh, it was. It was in the same article about WordPress. That was the West Ham way. Friend of the. Oh, was that them? Oh, I don't give a shit. Whoa. Yeah, it is. Well, no, no, I, I don't care because um. It's not ex affiliated. Yeah. Premier League panel said Tower Adams would be a great fit at West Ham. I saw that, and that that got me like. That was like affirming my 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 beliefs as a as a true American. Oh, okay. So five days ago, um, a Leeds reporter tweeted that Tyler Adams' forty million pound price tag has not seemed to have waned off the interest of West Ham and Aston Villa. That's nothing. Like I I, I initially was like twenty to thirty million, but honestly, I can be talked into a forty million pound move for Tyler Adams. We could probably get it to thirty, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. Especially because I don't think Aston Villa will be in that race. No, no, no. They no. have they have bigger fish to fry. Apparently. I mean, well, they signed they signed Tielemans, They have Kamara. They have McGinn. They have another midfielder. They have Jacob Ramsey. Yeah, Douglas Louise. Douglas Louise. That's what I was forgetting. Like they yeah, don't they, need Tyler Adams. That's a full. That's a full center mid room. Yeah. They it would be gluttony. To steal Tyler Adams from us. I just think the other thing he he is a great fit, especially next to Zachariah. And I think the yeah. other thing is like people are freaking out. You know what I was looking at today? Moyes, at least at West Ham and in like historically, he doesn't do his business this early in the window. Last year was an it was an exception because like we were overhauling everything. But mm-hmm. in his time at West Ham. Let me go. So year one, 1920, when he was hired, the January window, he signed Suchek. I don't actually remember that date off the top of my head. But Bowen um, was it was like a buzzer. Bowen week. was Bowen was deadline day. They had him on the train at like seven o'clock at night from Hull to London. Uh, and then Suchek was eight. probably yeah. Ben Rama was eight hours after the deadline. Yeah. Um, and Suchek, when he was made permanent, it was apparently on July 28th, 2020. I don't know how it went that. Oh, because it would have been the I lockout season. But, like, I was thinking, why did the loan to buy take that long? But I guess it was because the window went until, like, October that year. Mm-hmm. Um, well, also, Ben Rama was done um, on deadline day, right? I don't know what date that would have been. October, like, 16th, 21st, something like that. Yeah. Uh. Vladimir Kufal was signed on October 2nd. So that's effectively another August signing. He was signed after like two or three Premier League games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 21-22. Vlasic was... Kurt Zuma is August 28th. 
Vlasic is August 31st. Yeah. And then there's a Garrett and Areola were June 20th and June 27th. But Areola, when he was signed on the loan, when was he signed? It was He was the first signing, and it was like mid-July, right? The date yeah, is probably coming up. Because that was, that was like Euros was happening, and like we were kind of on pause while Moyes was there, if you remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. But that's his thing, is he always takes – I mean, whenever we talk to Schwinn about it, you always hear Schwinn talking about how – this is how he operates. This is how Moyes operates. He loves saying that. I wish he didn't operate like this, you know? Especially in times like this. Like, I wish we just knew what our... But, it's, it, it, but like, is it that big of a deal? Like, we're waiting for money to come in. People are crying about Diaby and Sangare for no reason. You're subtweeting me right to my face. Dude, because it's ridiculous. Like, what are you crying about? We've I, never I, been linked with Diaby. We've never been linked with Diaby. I think it's more just me being nervous that Aston Villa are actually making a good signing for once. You said signings with a plural. Like, name the other good signing. I can't. They bid, like, half the asking price for Diaby. Like, I'm good. We'll be all right. (laughs) I guess. But, I mean, they're actually good now, and we can't just keep saying, like, Oh, like they keep making all these signings that we want, and they stay bad. Like, well, regardless I'll be of convinced that they, but like, I'll be convinced that they're good if they can sustain it. They do have to sustain it, but they were really bad to start last season too. So it kind of balances each well, other. Out. Emery, Emery is a great coach. I'm not taking anything away from Emery, but Torres is an overhyped signing. I agree. Tillman's Tillman's just doesn't fit an Emery team. I don't know what the hell that is. I think that's just them getting numbers up for the conference league. We'll see if he um, still has love for the game as well. I'll be so mad if he starts trying again. We'll see. I'll if if, be if this is the team that like makes him try again, I'll be stunned. I'll actually, I'll, I'll hate him forever. I already do. Just because he just didn't love the game the way that you did. He could have been great, man. He could have been great. And he, in turn, he relegated my beloved Leicester he, City. He, he actually hates this sport. Yeah, I, I mean, I get why he plays it. He makes a lot of money. I get it, it, yeah. But, um, damn. But then, yeah, so last summer, we signed Areola and Aguirre in June. We signed Flynn Downs on July 7th. We signed Gianluca Scamacca on July 26th, which is late July. Mm-hmm. And every other signing we made last summer was in August. Half the signings we made. Cornet, Carrere, Emerson, and Paqueta. I mean, again, and if you think about it, if we if we acted early, we wouldn't have we would have never gotten Paqueta. Because at that point in the window when he yeah. became available, he didn't become available. That's the thing is that these, these prices will come down, which is even bigger for us this summer. Because teams know that we have money. Mm-hmm. So July 15th, they're going to take us for a ride. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, we have to focus on, like, somebody like Zachariah. You meant this are desperate to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. And then we'll – and I'm sure, you know, after the Zachariah thing gets done, which will hopefully be in the next two weeks, I would assume. I would hope by the next podcast that, like, we it's, like, agreed. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
I want him two feet on Australian soil by the next time we you guys hear from us. The next time they hear from us, we'll have returned from Australia. Oh, really? Yeah, the the Tottenham game's Tuesday. They probably fly out Wednesday. Are we really only there for like a few days? We're there for a week. They got there on they got there Tuesday. That seems like a long a long way to go for what two games. I actually I I hate the idea of changing time zones that much for a preseason. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's why I thought that we were gonna be there for like at least at least like a couple weeks. No, they they'll be back. They'll be back, uh, Wednesday. They better um, be paying us a decent amount of more. We we need all the cash flow we can get. Yeah, and if I this was just like we the... play. Let's see. We play um. Damn, dude. I'm trying to find this. Yeah, so we play Perth on Saturday. We play Tottenham on Tuesday. Tottenham on Tuesday. And then after that, we play Dagenham and Redbridge four days after we play Tottenham. Oh, my God. Dude, they're going to be jet lagged. The daggers are gonna get one on us. I'm nervous. They're gonna get. They're gonna put one over on us, and then after Dagenham, that's when we play Ren. Callum Gordon's gonna have his day. Yeah, and then after Ren, we play Leverkusen. And then after that, we play Bournemouth. Are all these games away? Yeah. We're not playing one home friendly. That's hilarious. I think they're all away. They are, and then that's Bournemouth cool. is away too. Moise is getting them ready for the hostile environments. They're doing the hard yards now, so they'll be ready in May. In June. In May. In June? Oh, 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 for the Europa League final. Yeah. I'll be there. We should we should we should have played a preseason match in, in Dublin just to get the taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have played Celtic again. I mean Oh, they're, they're, they're from Scotland. I'm an idiot. We, we should have played. played uh, we should have played on um, Dundee, Derry City. <laughs> Bring me Wait, Derry City at the bowl. Isn't Dundee also Scottish? I think Dundee is Scottish. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, same, same stuff. I, I, the fucking Scottish league, man. They lost their one of their best players to the Saudis. Dude, yeah, Jota did go over there. And then Gerard is there. Henderson is going. That was they, crazy. They they want Mares, bro. They're not getting the Saudi league. They better not get Mares. That's that is where I'll draw the line. Mm-hmm. The game would be officially gone if Mares. Like like Jota pissed me off because he's really good. Neves is annoying. Henderson, I don't know if he just did. He he's in the same boat as the other guys. Um, there was one other one that was pretty impressive. Can't remember who it was. I feel like Jota was like the biggest one, in terms of like stealing a player that's like currently in his prime. Yeah, and I guess Mares is getting up there, but Mares is just dude. He's just too good of a footballer. He's still man. got it. He's at you can't, City. You can't take it. You can't. You can't take him from me. He's the. He is the beautiful game. 
that league is like I hate to say it because like there are plenty of reasons why that league is horrible. But yo, it, this is gonna be kind of fun next year. <laughs> I would I would watch a game. Like honestly, I would watch a game. I think that I think that they're gonna have a TV deal ready for the twenty four twenty five season. I think that's how it's gonna work. Like that's I remember cool. reading that. Cause I, cause I feel like this is the season they gotta cash in. I agree. The the allure might be gone, but you know, then next summer they'll spend another billion pounds. Yeah. Oh, Seco Fofana is the guy. Maybe you're thinking of. No way they got Seco. They're like it was pretty advanced. Oh, and Milinkovic Savage. Milinkovic Savage is the other one, but he sucks. I agree. He's I he's like a fantasy suit check, bro. I had a moment where I was. Fearful that we were gonna get him. Careful. But those, I, thank God, that my Saudi overlords put that to rest. Your Saudi overlords. They might get Fabinho. That's another weird one. But did they, did they say what the fee is gonna be for Henderson? I didn't even consider a fee. I've stopped considering fees. For these Saudi things, because they seem like a formality. Have they even negotiated a fee yet? No. Like, honestly... It's like, they just come in like, and they pay the asking price. Yeah. It's insane. Which, it's it's a shame, because all these all these teams are getting bailed out of their old overpriced... That's price. another thing, is, like, they're taking all this Deadwood. It's crazy. Specifically from one club that will not be named. We can't do this again. For for our regular listeners, you all know which team we we like to slander on this on this podcast. Well, it's not even that we they just deserve it. Like they they do they do something every week that's deserving of slander. They're an incredibly welcoming punching bag, but not not this week. Let's not. The, the, this week, I, I will give it to them. They haven't done anything that weird this week. They've avoided complete and abject disaster, which. You know, deserve warrants them a round of applause. They're they're gonna sign a uh, Ryan Cherokee apparently. I don't million. believe that. I don't believe that for forty million. I like Ryan Cherokee, but forty million, dude. It's a lot, and I, even have, like, he had four goals and six assists this season. Yeah, I I just I just don't see it happening. I think it's I think it's early for him. I, I also think it's early for him. We'll you know who it's you know who it's late for. Who I was thinking about earlier today, Wilfred Zaha. What's he doing? He's not under contract. Why is he gonna make a decision, bro? Why Why is that taking so long? You'd think a player. I mean, he's not who he was. By because it's of. because it's dead, dude. Nobody wants him anymore. But but it's for a free. Well, I mean, he got linked with PSG. He he's been linked to Saudi. He's not going there. Yeah, I'm pretty I sure he rejected so. them. He just bought a team in the lower division. Wilfred Zaha. Yeah. Who did he buy? I don't remember the name of the team, but he's a part of a a conglomerate or a consortium, whatever. Yeah, consortium. That's what it's called. I don't know, but that's pretty exciting. That's actually really cool. No, yeah, good for um, him. But yeah, I don't, I don't see him going. Far he doesn't have any. Far, yeah. How how did he buy it without proof of income? <laughs> he doesn't have a contract. 
when we got the Saudis lined up. The shake. No, but that dude, but that that's like this is what's kind of fucked up about it is like he's kind of taking Crystal Palace for a ride. He's gonna end up back there next season too. No way. It's, yeah, it's dude. so beyond time to move on. But, like, the only concrete link I've really seen with him, and it's not even that concrete, is Atletico Madrid, which I think would be great for him. I think that'd be a lot of fun. That would um, be nice. I think he could do really well there. But, like, if no one signs him, they're, they're offering him a big contract, apparently. He, uh, he asked for... I think this, this was a few weeks ago now, but he asked for guarantees of ambition. Say mean guarantees of ambition. He played eleven years for for Crystal Palace. He thinks Where Steve Parrish. He thinks Steve Parrish is gonna push for European football, bro. <laughs> My get the hell out of here. But yeah, it is. If there's ever been a time to move on for Palace, it's right now. Well, he had his Arsenal move blocked when they got Pepe. He could have gone to Chelsea on deadline day last season if he kicked up enough of a fuss. He didn't. And now I feel like it's like Fenerbahce are like the biggest team in for him right now. Besides Atletico, but they haven't shown any. I think he's going to end up staying at Palace. They should just tell him that he's not welcome back. The, the real question is, will he stay as a free agent past Premier League game week one? Because that's crazy. I don't know. Because if, if, he, if he doesn't re-sign before match week one, he can't, he can't come back. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Because they'll definitely table an offer for him before match week one. That's for sure. Like, yeah, like one last, like, come on, man. But the thing is, is like, if you, if you sit out match week one, you're not even training with the team to look for another deal. You can't come crawling back. Yeah, it, it would be embarrassing at this point. Like, he can come crawling back in, like, two weeks and, like, get that last friendly under his belt before they play whoever they play. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can't you can't sign up again on August 16th. They, the MLS might be calling at this point for Mr. Wilfred Zaha. It's not time for that yet, though. It's pretty Like, he's still a really good player. Like I, like, I rate him very highly. I just don't think – I just don't think the move is there for him right now. Especially because teams like teams are obsessed with upside and shit. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't give that to anybody. He doesn't give anybody resellability. Like what what use is a guy who's never proven it on a European level at twenty nine to you? I'm surprised none of the, the Italian teams are like this. I was, was going to say Italy. Italy written all over him. I th- I think Inter have been linked too. They just um, got to Rome. That's the thing that all these teams are getting other options. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna AC, look up his name. AC Milan just got uh Pulisic. They got Pulisic, and I guess I Atletico haven't signed possible. anybody yet. Yeah, uh, Atletico signed uh, Aspilicueta, but I mean, unrelated to him. 
the last on Zaha, Lazio have now approached Crystal Palace for Wilfred Zaha on potential free deal. Negotiations took place. It's not an easy deal. Zaha has many proposals and will assess his options soon. It was three weeks ago. Lazio? Is he going to go play for Oh, Lazio? oh, oh. I did see this one. AS Roma are considering to make a move for Wilfred Zaha. No official bid yet. But he's really appreciated by the club board and Jose Mourinho. That, he's going to end up at Roma. Yeah. I, and it's going to be it, Yeah. It's going to be him. It's going to be him. It's going to be Dybala. It's going to be Skamaka. It's going to be like a nice little <laughs> Skamaka and Tammy Abraham. A little, little rotation once Tammy gets fit again. Well, well, dude, well, who knows if Tammy's ever going to be back. What, is he dead? He tore his ACL. Yeah, it's pretty pretty significant, and it was late in the season. He'll play a game again. Next, I mean, Zaha might be dead by then. Yeah. Well, let's say that Zaha can play striker, especially in Italy. Oh, yeah. Zaha, dude, the last two or three years, he's, like, like his back-to-goal game is good now. Like, he... He like can legitimately play striker, especially for Mourinho. Mm-hmm. Imagine Dybala and Zaha playing off of each other in Italy. I wonder how. I wonder if Crystal Palace have a plan to replace him. I feel like they're they've been pretty inactive. In the, I don't do <laughs> They um, they're pretty funny. They are hilarious. I mean, they 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 are probably the most. Like stay in the league team in the league. That's their they main. Put down. Like they, they don't they don't want to be better than eleventh. I wonder why no team has come in for Eze and at least kicked the tires. The Achilles. I think it's, but, he's got to he's got to put another season together where he's fit and firing. And in the meet, he's but only twenty three, twenty four. Around there, yeah. I think he's a year younger than Rice. Can you imagine we got him instead of Ben Rama, man? Like, I love Saeed. <laughs> he's a different level. I mean, we... this guy tore his Achilles to come and then came back as and it's now... double digit goals last year. Yeah, and he's an England international. It's insane. He got his first cap this summer. It's insane. We should have had him, man. We fucked up so bad. He's like one of the like. Is he the only at this point the only English player at a small club, like of the England? The only English international. Now that Rice has gone to Arsenal. Yeah. The last England squad. Pick it up. The last England squad. I think he would have been. Well, Mark Gahey is also at Palace. Right. Right. Gahey. Um, and uh, Tony. I guess is technically Tony's doesn't count. I'm I'm looking at the most recent probably one. the previous English squad. So Pickford is at Everton. Sam mm-hmm. Johnstone, for God knows what reasons still made the squad. That's He's at insane. Palace. Uh Trippier's at oh. Newcastle. So- Southgate is just obsessed with with the Crystal Palace and he always has been. Maguire is gonna leave, even if he keeps saying he wants to fight for his place. He's gonna leave, right? I think he'll get a move to another club of a decent size, like Spurs. Like Spurs. Tyrone Mangs is here. 
I don't know if this is the last England squad. I'm just on ESPN and on their UEFA European qualifying mm-hmm. team. Uh, Mings is listed here. Just got replaced Please. at Aston Villa. Uh, Gahey is listed. Jordan Henderson plays in Saudi Arabia, if you want to count that. Uh, James Madison is here. He, I guess he plays for Spurs now. Um, yeah, as a surely Gallagher is not a Chelsea player by the next thing, right? Not a, not if David Moyes has anything to say about him. <laughs> Connor Gallagher and James Ward Prowse, we are back. <laughs> Book and, it now. Uh, Callum Wilson is also there. Right, but then like Newcastle, you say like, well, that's Champions League. Yeah, yeah, Newcastle. So yeah, I mean, it's just it's as a Gahey, um, Johnstone, Mings, Mings, John Stones, Johnstone, Johnstone, Sam. Oh, 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 Sam Johnstone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like, like yeah. <laughs> so it's just the guys who who Southgate has a fetish for because they're Palace players. And as a yeah, well, well, what is the deal with the Palace thing right now? I mean, well, I mean, Gahey and Eze are deserving. I have like, dude, Johnstone literally. I think someone was hurt. I think Pope was hurt. But was, was Ramsdale John, on the team? Yeah. Still really weird. Like I think Pope was hurt, but him being your your fourth is is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I what's gonna happen is uh, Trafford is gonna go to Burnley, and he's gonna he's gonna be the fourth. Yeah, I think so. And from I mean, you can't like as a I wonder how much stock Southgate puts into those U twenty one performances because it is there is obviously is a huge gap between that, but you know he didn't concede a single have to be goal. for they have to be for a reason too. Yeah. I think some of them are just making up numbers, but some of them they probably do want to get a closer look at. I'm sure Trafford's one of them. Oh, yeah. I mean... Because they, they have... need somebody. Like, if you have a few goalkeepers go down, it can't, it can't be Johnstone on the plane. Seriously. Yeah, I, I think... I I, th- I could definitely see tra- uh, Trafford getting a call up. I wonder if they'll ever uh, play around Dean Henderson ever again. That's a, that's the other thing. I mean, he got hurt at the end of the season too, um, so I guess that's why Johnstone went. So I guess he's fifth. Mm-hmm. But like, ugh. was he injured or was he just like he like um not- he's like not he's like not on United's preseason tour right now because of an injury he sustained that forced. Is he a United player? Dean Henderson. Yeah. 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 He was on loan again last year. Whoa, I yeah, I never he's he's trapped. He was talking crazy about United when he like officially went to Forest. He don't want to be there, bro. They don't want him there. They gotta sell him. I don't know who's gonna I mean, buy him. Is Forest not gonna step up for him? It was Navas alone. Navas was alone, right? I don't remember. He must have. I think he was. Even speaking still, of Forrest, did you see uh, William just sign for Nottingham Forest? Yeah, good for them. What is Fulham doing? They suck. I, I I'm gonna be sick to my stomach if Forrest don't go down next season now. Yeah, 
but Sangare, I mean, like, he's not that amazing or anything, but Sangare and Willian are, like, you know, stay in the league. We'll see. We'll see if they actually get Sangare, but it seems like Willian they're pretty advanced with. I mean, early signs are Forrest and Luton. Or, or not Forrest. Uh, Sheffield United and Luton are gone. Yeah. And there's got to be a third. JD Sleeve sponsor. West Ham United. I, I hate those tweets. People are like, oh, is it, is it a curse? Like, no. They just willingly advertise the two favorites to go down two years in a row. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it could be Fulham that goes down. It, uh, it legitimately could be. I mean, uh, as of earlier today, Fred is uh, in talks with Galatasaray now. I uh, like I was kind of banking on that for them because Fred and Paulinho, tough to go cool, down yeah. if you have a midfield that's that good. Yeah. And then you figure uh, Mitrovic got a Saudi offer. He's not going anywhere. Probably not, but... He still got it. It's scary. He did get it. It is scary. And then you lose Willian, who was like, you know, he's not a world beater, but he was dependable. He was, he was, he was pretty crucial for what they did. Yeah. Especially considering how much they overperformed, like every fucking metric that exists. Mm-hmm. Will not. They were into a rude awakening. And I like Marco Silva, but they. I mean, Manor Solomon scored, like, what, four or five goals for them in the second half of the season? Yeah. Like, like who is going to score these goals besides Mitrovic? Where is the service coming from? Yeah. Is Dan James going to step up? I can't, I can't even believe he's still around, that guy. He, doesn't, he never actually plays, as far as I'm concerned. Like, I'm sure he does, but, like, I'm not convinced that he exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they look Martin, terrible the second half of the season too. That form yeah, is carried over. I mean, Marco Silva's a good manager. They're just not doing the business. He also he does have a history of the, of the wheels falling off. And it definitely seems like the wheels are. There's there there. I, I, I did I did think I thought he found it a little bit. I, I mean, I guess he found out how to last two years without the wheels falling off instead <laughs> of one. But, like, I mean, I guess that's progress, but it's just, like, man. But they might – who knows? They might prove us wrong again, but I don't see it happening. You know, look at who else could possibly be going down next year. I mean, I'm sure that we are part of the conversation, at least until we start spending money. Nah. I mean, Everton are well, part well, of like, the We're not. I'm just not trying to be all – um. We're back. Confident about it. Mm-hmm. And then have it get fucked. Uh, Forest will be down there. Wolves, wolves are bad. Yeah, wolves are really bad. And wolves they're really are bad. Um, fair play, so they're not going to get I, good. Yeah, I I do like what Bournemouth are doing. I think that they've done some. They're good yeah, they're they're like doing it the right way. I think with like not a lot of funds. And they're doing it the right way, and they're doing it the Bournemouth way, which I can respect. Mm-hmm. You know what I want to talk about. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about Burnley changing their badge. But not actually changing the badge, just changing the colors to clear and blue from 
like the shit with the gold that it used to be. Like it's still the gold and stuff, at least on last season's kit it is. I don't know if it is this year. Um, but like when you go on the website and stuff and I've been seeing it like with all like the screenshots of everything. It's just like I don't know. I don't know they, if I like it or not. They think they're us. But they, they do, the, but it's not even the same the type of like click. It's almost like claret and like white, or is that even claret and colorblind? It it's but, it's like darker than ours. I feel like it's almost like a purple. I think that they're gonna do well this year. When I talk about Josh Cullen, oh my god, the the he's like so nailed on to like get a goal or assist against us. He's even if he doesn't score, he's gonna he's gonna come to the London Stadium. And he is gonna run us off the pitch. He's gonna he's gonna run the show, and he's gonna have his pin back. I hope and... Suchek is his victim. I hope it's not Zachariah and the mystery man next to him. Yeah, Suchek deserves to be brought to his knees by Josh Cullen for every, for everything that he's done to us. He probably will be. I'm looking forward to Josh Cullen's Premier League debut season. I think it's going to be successful. I'm really happy for him. Same. It is really cool that he's found his place in the, the football world. Against a lot of odds, man. Like We kind of ruined him. Sent him out on loans, sent him here, sent him there. Vincent Company saw him and was like, you will be mine. That's awesome, right? Isn't that crazy? Vincent Company started – because, that yeah, that would have been – I think his first year at Anderlecht or his second year at Anderlecht. Mm-hmm. And you brought him over there and then he brought him to Burnley with him. I mean, that's just like, it was, it was like fate almost. Like, Cullen was like destined to be cast out to one of these, like, you know. What's even more ridiculous about it, and not to get hung up on this again, we might even mention this last week, but we had four sentiment fielders in 2021. I mean, we finished six, so there's not really that much to complain about. But it was Suchek, Rice, Noble, and Cullen. Why? Why did we need to sell Cullen for eight hundred k? Like, why? Why? Like, he could have played a part for us that year. It makes and not even like a big one, but like, why couldn't he be Flynn Downs? None of our business that summer made any sense. And it, it ended just, up being it, pretty alright. <laughs> yeah, it's like hilarious how well it worked out. But, but yeah, it, it really makes no because it's not like he, he was begging to stay basically. Mm-hmm. And like, we don't want him, but the guy who's been watching Pep coach for the last five years and is going to build an expansive play style from the ground up wants him. Yeah, he was like, This is this is like my first step to the, the, like, the, I will never let this guy go for as long as I coach. Yeah, Vincent Company is going to be a Premier League manager next year. He brought Josh Cohen in like he's this fucking FM kid who's going to make the journey <laughs> with him. Like, imagine, what are we doing, bro? Imagine Company goes and he replaces Pep eventually and Cohen falls. And he brings, he brings like 34-year-old Josh Cohen with him. That would be so special. That, that, that would send me up a wall. <laughs> So talking about twelve years ago, we sold him for eight hundred thousand. He's playing for City. He mean, he was always a good player. He he's Mark Noble is what he is. And Mark Noble's a damn good player. Mark Noble is a damn good player. Besides sixteen seventeen, bro, he killed me that year. 
in I hindsight, that wasn't his fault. We were just so – I'm going to use the word fluid to be nice to Slavin Village. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good way to put it. But there was just no, – there was no structure to anything that we did that year. We, we were fun, though, dude. We would start games. It was like Lanzini in the pivot. Kiate's at right back. What's going on, dude? Just random stuff. Picture we go on the left wing. Dude, Lanzini in the pivot is special. Yo, Chicha on the left wing was crazy. He might have hit right wing. No, no, it was Antonio. Bilic might have been a he might have been a visionary with Lanzini in the pivot, honestly. We need to reevaluate what what that was like. We need since Lanzini since Lanzini can dictate a game, we need to reevaluate Antonio at right back. Chicharito exactly. left wing. Kiate at right back. I think once Antonio comes back from the Gold Cup, we need to we need to sit him down and be like, listen, Skamaka's the future. We need you at right back. We need you to be challenging Kufal. I think I think the funniest thing ever was uh, Antonio. It was probably before the Pellegrini season. He was like, yeah, I just never want to play right back. And then there was two times during the Pellegrini season where we like rotated. And uh, yeah. Pellegrini was like, I need you to do a job for me. <laughs> Just giving everybody PTSD. Moyes needs to do it at least once. Well, Moyes played him at a left wing back once. <laughs> More than once. When uh, it was the Matsuaku uh, spit suspension. We played him out there. That's got to be that. That has to be the craziest positioning of all. Of all ever played. Uh, that Dude, he, played, he played well over there. He's a good player. And Ch- no, dude, Chicha at left wing is so much worse than Antonio at wing back. Either side. Dude, he I had think- Chicharito playing on the left wing, like trying to play off Andy Carroll as like a Mohamed Salah, like inside forward target, man. Guy Chicha can't run, dude. Yeah, he, I mean, can't do much of anything besides score. When he would like play with his bad to go and like pick it up and like play like a one touch back to the midfield, I was like, look at him getting involved. <laughs> Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I'm so glad I've never seen it. Him taking the nine from uh, Hilaire was what doomed that signing from the start. Taking the <laughs> nine and then fucking off the Sevilla like after like one goal. Yeah. Such a dickhead. Though though we, we can't un- we can't underestimate the, the the number twenty-two aura. The twenty-two aura it's it's given and it's taketh a lot. Yeah, it's it's so draining. It's it, I it, never it, want to see anybody wear twenty two again. We need to put it in the rafters. After Ben Rama goes, that's it. It's just it's enough with no number twenty twos. And you know what? It's it's enough with twenty sevens too. I, the gear, the man, like as soon as he took that number, I was like, something bad <laughs> is gonna happen. And he broke his ankle or whatever he did. Yeah, but he he'll be he'll be changing that narrative this season. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I want to ask you one thing before we start wrapping this up. What are the chances that Bournemouth away the first game of the season that the starting midfield pivot is Suchek and Downs? Suchek and Downs, zero percent. Zero percent. I think 100% will feature one of those players. 
Yeah, no, no, yeah, I agree. But zero percent is the two of them. Zachariah will be here, and he'll be here for like a month before. Dude, I wouldn't be so sure. I mean, the, the game. First of all, first of all, the game is on the twelfth, so he's not gonna yeah. be here for a month. I I just realized that after, <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, oh my god, the season is starting way sooner than I thought. Dude, yeah, like I, we could drag it, and then he could come, and then he could ha- only have like a week's training, and Moyes could be like, "He's not ready." <laughs> like you doubt, have... you doubt David Moyes, man. Dallas played well against Borumwood. Good preseason from the kid. That's his level. Uh, I think Moyes understands that. I hope so. I think there's a better chance Downs is in the championship next season than with Southampton. Than he's starting. starting, yeah. That's actually interesting. I wonder which one of those is more likely. Probably the championship. It's got to be the championship. Although I don't think we'll sell. I was just thinking about how funny it would be. Let's rock it up to the vitality with the most unfinished squad you've ever seen. I would you be surprised? No. Um, I mean, how many years have we like had a half finished squad to start this season? Most of them. Slapped rice on top of it, and it's just like, and then like it's cool. Go on. Isn't that what putting Flynn Downs in the starting lineup is? Slapping rice on top of a bunch of trash. <laughs> Basically the same thing. There, you know, if you squint your eyes and you know you look from far far up enough, they're basically the same player. If 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 you watch Flynn Downs, but like you're a fan of like a big six team, like a year ago. That's Declan Rice. Yeah. That's what they thought he was. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, you thought, like, you had this conception that your team was buying, like, 100 million pounds of, like, who you consider to be Flynn Downs? <laughs> well, Dude, that's is- how half the Chelsea fan base sees him. They think he's Flynn Downs. That was a lot of people's experience. Like, can you, like, I can't even imagine. It's so like they're foolish. wrong, but it's like ridiculous. they must have been going through it. Who's the goalkeeper gonna be? It's gonna be Fabianski, dude. Come on. It, dude. I yeah, I thought I thought team. I read that I thought I read that like it was like a promise that it would be Ariola this year. It was a promise last year. Uh, at this point, I don't even know who's better or care who's better. Like. <laughs> I just want to see if Ariel is ever going to start like a Premier League game with Fabianski. I, I feel I just feel bad for Ariel at this point. Dude, Mo- Moise is a master manipulator, bro. He's a gaslighter. We're paying him like a hundred k a week, by the way. Yeah, he's making more than Fabianski. Can you imagine you play like, your whole career at PSG and Real Madrid, and you're like the cup keeper, and like it's cool, but then you're like, you know what? Like it's time. Like I'm somebody's number one. You go on loan to Fulham. You show out in the Premier League. You're like, yeah, I made a good account of myself. Mm-hmm. Like European West Ham come knocking. You know, like we want you to be a European keeper this year, but like you're the long term option. Like next year, like you'll replace Fabianski. Like this guy is old. He's brittle. He's falling apart. Like his he he's literally has a metal hip. He can't. He cannot take the plane. And now three years later. Three years later, this guy's changing. He's. Has as many numbers as he has Premier League starts. Oh my god. 
I that that is basically that's is that true? He might have more. He he has he started against Manchester United in 21-22. He came off the bench against City last year. Mm-hmm. And then he came off the bench another game last year? Forest? Yeah. Didn't he start against No. I think he might have started a few games last year. Let's see if he has more squad numbers or Premier League starts to his name at West Ham. Where is this on transfer market? Full stats. He so he made one Premier League start in twenty one twenty two, and then last year, oh okay. He made. <laughs> he made two Premier League starts, the four nil. Uh, against Brighton. And right, the he was involved the, in that the, game. And and the one one against Villa. Dude, how right. funny is it we beat Forest four nil after Fabi- after Fabianski got hurt, <laughs> and then we were like, oh, yeah, it's the aerial, oh, it's the aerial effect, <laughs> and then we got <laughs> smashed. Dude, I I totally forgot he was in goal for that, and he was getting blamed for that game too. Like that's not that that, that that was ridiculous. Um, he played forty five minutes against United. Apparently, I, that doesn't ring a bell. Like no, that I remember right. against United. That sounds right, but I can't env- I can't envision him in that <laughs> that old Trafford this year. He was he was in goal for the. That was that was away, right? That was at Old Trafford. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was, was in goal, goal for the Rashford, Rashford winner. Too. But yeah. I'm talking about this past season. Oh, I mean, that was also a Rashford winner, wasn't it? He dunked on career. Yeah. That was brutal. That that was a low point for career, as was the Leeds game. That was when I like fully gave up on career being a good player for us. And then he rose up from the ashes. He won me back. That that's saying the least. Look at this conference league. How many goals did he concede in the conference league? One, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He conceded eight goals in the conference league this year. And then one against five work, so nine. That's probably more than he gave up in the Europa League, right? Europa League. Um, let me check. I actually do. I actually am kind of interested in that. So he gave up nine in the Conference League, and in the Europa League, he conceded two against Gank. One, one against Zagreb, one against Sevilla, that's four. Three one against, against Lyon, that's five. Three against Frankfurt, that's seven. No, it's eight. eight. Sorry. Yeah. And then one against Sevilla, it's nine. I, ca- I counted Sevilla. Uh, oh, okay. So so he conceded eight. He, in, in like the Europa League proper and the Conference League proper, he conceded eight in both, but then... Mm-hmm. Conceded one in the qualifiers this year. And I think he's going to start this year. The, the thing is, is like, 
I think he's going to be our starting goalkeeper this year. But then when I sit down and I think about actually seeing his name on the team sheet, I can't, I can't imagine it. It just doesn't feel real. Like it just doesn't like, it feels like there's like the turnover between last season and this season is so quick that there's just, you might as well. I think that's the biggest thing is like, it almost feels like just replacing Fabianski from like the last match week. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm sure it, it X feels said that Ariola was in line to start, but you know what it's going to become? It's going to become yeah. like a QB competition again. And then oh. he's going to do nothing wrong, but he's going to lose for really no reason. Yeah. I mean, we've seen this is episode, this is season three of the, of this debacle. The, the, this is genuinely a debacle. And it, nothing has changed since the since the first iteration. His number has changed. Yeah, he's he's doing his best as a Diop impression. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he gave him a yeah. call. Yes. Yeah, uh, he call. He from thinks Brett. he's he thinks he's Braun, bro, wearing the twenty three. <laughs> he's got to wear the six next time. Nah, Bobby Moore already did it. Nah, I mean, what's more important, Bobby Moore or LeBron? It's a good question. Put that out as a poll. Put that out as a TikTok snippet if I learn how to do that. <laughs> we'll ask the people. Yeah, That's a good place to end it. Yeah, that'll get the algorithms going. I think I, I don't think any West Ham fan would take offense to a few Americans asking who's more important, Bobby Moore or LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to give us both follows on Twitter. You'll be able to find us in the OG tweet. If you are not going to this from Twitter somehow, the Twitter ad is hammering underscore away. The threads at is hammering away underscore. Same as the Instagram. The TikTok is hammering dot away. We do not have universal ads. Um, yeah, you got to make sure and then, you get the right punctuation. As always, the blog is hammering dashed away dot blog. <laughs> so we got all of our bases covered. Okay. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, hopefully with Zachariah with two feet on the ground in Australia. When we're already back. Yeah. <laughs> He'll do his medical. I just wanna ride you in a race, Shorty let me see all in my face, ayy Your body my need a diamond ring, ayy I just tripped the rally out the race, ayy Do not give a fuck about the place, ayy Money see you stacking in it, ayy Money see you stacking in it, ayy I just wanna ride you in a race, ayy Pullin' the day, can we be okay? Got money to take And my blood, now we lookin' straight Got for your girls, get through the dust Cause you niggas ain't not working on yes But it's so cool, cause you cool with me me. Stop talking to my shoulders, stop talking to my team I hit you in the morning, right now I'm with the beast This Henny got me yawning, I take it down to sleep This Henny got me yawning, I take it down to sleep I-95, you gonna ride, you better slide Hop on the whip, better step on my side Cause it's highway vibes, your wave washing my wave tie Don't trip, now you might slip slide Cause I drip sauce and I drip fly And I lean back when I win I need to way to infinity Fuck with my team, they fuck up my vicinity
This shit going crazy, fucking that shit from that's Miami. Down the highway and I'm dressing my Jamie's. One of the streets is coming in duty. My nigga named Rico, he strapped with the truly. We blasting the shots if you acting a fooly. You striving for perfection. Don't you know you perfectly imperfect, nigga? You worth the nigga. I kick flip and I flip shit. I'm a worship, nigga. You switch shit and I will smith them worse niggas. I'm a fresh prince, don't check it, nigga. I breathe deep, I'm testing niggas. Go check it, mate. It's nighttime and you will look today. I might take your queen, but that was yesterday. And I off your pawns and leave your acid late. Cause I'm the realest king to ever play. And I'm a black king. Word up to my black skin and I run shit cause I'm African. I don't gotta tell me I am the man. <laughs>